Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello there, faithful listeners. My name is Jen Kokel, and I am the host of the P40 Ministries podcast, the podcast that brings you the Bible every single day and shows you how relatable scripture is nowadays. It shows you the relatability of the Bible in the modern day, which is why I bring you guys this podcast, and it's something I'm very passionate about. So today we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapter 9 all the way to the end of Leviticus 9, which is verse 24. So I'll be reading this entire chapter. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version, as I always do. But I'm going to be breaking it up a little bit and talking about each section. So I'm not going to read it all in one chunk anymore, but I'm going to be breaking it up into little sections. Something I talked to you guys on Wednesday about was the fact that I want to change up the podcast a little bit with the book of Leviticus in particular. So that is something I'm going to do to change up Leviticus today, is just read it in smaller sections, talk about it, and then read the rest of the chapter. So I'm going to break this up into three sections. So I'm going to start on verse one and end on verse eight and talk about that. Then we'll move forward from there. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee. Let's jump right in. On the eighth day, Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel, and he said to Aaron, Take a calf from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering without defect, and offer them before Yahweh. You shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, Take a male goat for a sin offering and a calf and a lamb, both a year old without defect for a burnt offering, and a bull and a ram for peace offerings to sacrifice before Yahweh, and a meal offering mixed with oil. For today Yahweh appears to you. They brought what Moses commanded before the tent of meeting. All the congregation came near and stood before Yahweh. Moses said, This is the thing which Yahweh commanded that you should do, and Yahweh's glory shall appear to you. Moses said to Aaron, Draw near to the altar and offer your sin offering and your burnt offering, and make atonement for yourself and for the people, and offer the offerings for the people, and make atonement for them as Yahweh commanded. So Aaron came near to the altar, and he killed the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. All right, so that's the first part we're going to talk about. Then we'll move forward from there. So first and foremost, this entire consecration ceremony of the priests, Aaron and his sons, we're going through right now, which is where we left off on Monday. And so now Aaron and his sons had to be fully consecrated or set apart, and they had to remain holy for seven whole days, and they had to live inside the tent of meeting. But guess what? Aaron and his sons were not completely holy. They had to come out of the tent and do a sin offering, even though they were in there for seven whole days, like worshiping God the entire time, they still had to offer a sin offering. Aaron in particular, Aaron was supposed to be the high priest and Moses knew that Aaron still had sinned, even though he was inside that tent of meeting, even though he was worshiping God. So Moses comes up to Aaron and he's like, okay, because you sinned inside the tent of meeting in whatever way, you still have to offer a sin offering for yourself and then do one for the people. 
So this was specifically only for Aaron, the high priest, and then for the people. And Moses continues to say, you know, this is super important because God is going to appear to us today. He says, so you have to do this today. So this is funny because guess what? Aaron has to offer a calf as his sin offering. And what did Aaron do? Only a few months ago, he created a golden calf for the people to worship. So I don't think it's a coincidence that God had him offer a calf for his sin offering. I think little things like this kind of just show both God's grace and God's humor in certain things as well. (laughs) So it says that in verse eight, Aaron came near to the altar and he killed the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. So let's go ahead and move forward into uh, Leviticus nine. And I'll be talking about nine through 22 and I'll read that and then we can talk about it. The sons of Aaron presented the blood to him and he dipped his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar and poured it out at the base of the altar. But the fat, the kidneys and the cover from the liver of the sin offering, he burned upon the altar as Yahweh commanded Moses. The meat and the skin he burned with fire outside the camp and he killed the burnt offering and Aaron's sons delivered the blood to him and he sprinkled it around on the altar. They delivered the burnt offering to him piece by piece and the head and he burned them on the altar. He washed the innards and the legs, and he burned them on the burnt offering on the altar. He presented the people's offering, and he took the goat of the sin offering, which was for the people, and he killed it and offered it for sin, like the first. He presented the burnt offering and offered it according to the ordinance. He presented the meal offering and filled his hand from there and burnt it on the altar in addition to the burnt offering of the morning. He also killed the bull and the ram, the sacrifice of peace offerings, which was for the people. Aaron's sons delivered him the blood, which he sprinkled on around the altar, and the fat of the bull and of the ram, and the fat tail, and that which covers the innards and the kidneys and the cover of the liver, and they put the fat upon the breasts, and he burned the fat on the altar. Aaron waved the breasts and the right thigh for a wave offering before Yahweh as Moses commanded. Aaron lifted up his hands towards the people and blessed them, and he came down from offering the sin offering and the burnt offering and the peace offerings. So this is a little different now. Aaron in verse 9 all the way through 22, which is what I just read, is offering several different offerings. The first one was for himself, and he did the entire thing just as God had said. He burnt the entire animal, and uh, he burnt the fat, and then part of it, he took it outside of the camp. So this would have taken, I don't know, maybe an hour or so, maybe longer. I don't know how long it would take to, to do a burnt offering like that. Maybe not that long, but... I mean, he did it exactly how God had commanded. So then after this, it says in verse 15 that he presented the people's offerings. So he took a goat, which was the sin offering for the people, and he offered it for sin. That's what it says in verse 15. He offered the goat for sin because that is how these people's sin back in these days was going to be forgiven was through the blood of an innocent animal and a perfect innocent animal. It had to be perfect. It had to be without blemish. Now, one thing I was really curious about is where is where Aaron is getting these animals. 
<laughs> and I'm going to guess that Aaron himself did have quite a few animals. Maybe Moses had some. And it does say that the elders were involved in this actually up at the beginning. Uh, in verse one, it says that the elders of Israel were there. So if the elders were there and Aaron's sons were there and Aaron and Moses, I'm sure they found somebody willing to donate a people's offering so that the, the people could be saved through the blood of this particular goat. So Aaron then kills the goat and uh, the people are forgiven in this way. Then after this burnt offering, Aaron also presents a peace offering to God for the people and a grain offering to God. You remember the peace offering was supposed to be for peace for the people. And then the grain offering was supposed to be an offering of thanksgiving. And then after he presents all these offerings, it says that Aaron stands up. He lifts his hands towards all the people that are there. Because remember, the entire congregation of Israel was actually watching all this. <laughs> and we don't know how many people were there. But it was a pretty public thing that Aaron was doing. So enough people were there that they were watching Aaron. And so Aaron stands up and he blesses the people. Then after he's done with all of that, he steps down from the altar and walks away. So let's read the last portion here and we'll finish up. It says in verse 23 and verse 24, Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting and came out and they blessed the people and Yahweh's glory appeared to all the people. Fire came out from before Yahweh and consumed the burnt offering and the fat upon the altar. When the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. So after Aaron is done blessing the people, he goes into the tent of meeting with Moses. I don't know why, maybe to pray, maybe to talk with God a little bit. But when they come out, they both bless the people. Aaron had done a uh, blessing himself, but now Moses and Aaron together are blessing the people or maybe even praying over the entire congregation of Israel. And then at that point, that is when Yahweh shows his glory. It says that he shows his glory to all the people that were there. And it says that fire came out from before Yahweh and consumed that burnt offering that was on the altar. So this, uh, this offering that was on the altar probably was not fully burned yet. God's fire, his glory. We often see that God's glory is in uh, the fire. So his fire consumes that burnt offering completely. And it says that when the people saw this happen, they shouted and fell on their faces. And we see this is a very consistent theme all throughout the Bible that when people see God's glory, they basically fall on their faces. And so this would probably be just the lowest bow that you could ever give. People were just bowing low before God because they recognized how insignificant they were compared to God's glory. And God's glory wasn't even fully there at the people because if it were, uh, the people would just die. <laughs> because when Moses asked to see God's face, God's glory, God didn't even let him see any of it. He let Moses see the uh, after glory. <laughs> of himself. And so, yeah, God's glory could not be around people. Otherwise, they'll just die. Even Moses couldn't see it. And Moses was so, uh, he had such a great relationship with God that even Moses couldn't see God's glory. But now the people are seeing this fire start just like burning up. So there's probably something very different about this fire. And I want you guys to keep that in mind. This fire was different. The people knew that this was not just like a fire that you burn in your uh, oven or whatever they used to use back in those days. This was a fire from God. 
This was a glorious fire. This was different. The people knew that. They knew that this fire was not a, a natural fire. They knew that this was from God. This was God's glory. And people wonder, like, how did God, in fact, like, <laughs> how did God, like, burn up the thing? Well, I don't know. Maybe he struck it from heaven through lightning or whatever, or maybe he just produced fire. I don't know. But this was a special fire. And this here, this fire, after this consecration ceremony has finished, after the people are forgiven through the blood of this animal, and after Aaron the high priest is forgiven through the blood of the animal, this is when God appears to his people. And this is when he lights that initial fire, the real fire on the altar. And that is the fire that was never supposed to be burned out. And that was the fire that was supposed to be used for all the other things that required fire in the Ten of Meeting was God's fire. Now, here's what I believe the point of this entire thing is, okay? This entire thing is just showing how much better God is than any of us. Like, God's glory was so much better than the priest. It was so much better than the high priest. It was so much better than Moses. There was nobody that could live up to God's glory. In fact, the entire point of the Bible really is to show the fallen nature of man. That is truly the entire point of the Bible is to just show how people fail over and over and over, including the priests. The priest still had to do this consecration ceremony. He still had to sacrifice the animal to have God's glory show. The entire point of the Bible is to prove how much we need a savior. And if we believe we are better than that, if we believe that we are better than a savior and we don't need one, then we are truly fooling ourselves. And that, I believe, is what this chapter is all about, that no one is above needing God's forgiveness. So join me on Monday to talk about a strange fire with two of the priests, and we'll see what happens when these priests offer this strange fire before God. And we'll talk about the significance of that and why that was just so uncool what these priests had done. So we'll talk about that on Monday, but friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And even though it's a little bit different, I hope you guys just found it interesting. And if you did, share it on your social media platforms, uh, like it, rate it, let people know that P40 Ministries exists and subscribe to the podcast. Friends and faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Hope that the weather stays great for you. And uh, for all my friends living in the northern states, I hope it stops snowing for all of you guys. <laughs> friends and faithful listeners, have a happy weekend. Happy listening and God bless.